0: so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses and his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. He knoweth our frame, and he remembers that we're dust. I'm very thankful for that. But I like what David said. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And I want to preach for a few moments with the help of the Holy Ghost on this subject here tonight. Friendly reminders friendly reminders. Would you set down your Bibles and lift up your voice and let's pray here tonight. Hallelujah, Lord. We're coming before you, God. We're asking that you would take this word, that it would be an encouragement to your people, a blessing to your people, that it would help us to understand and have a revelation of who you are, amen, and really what you have come to do in our lives, God. I pray that this would bless each and every soul in this house so that in turn we can bless the Lord, oh, our soul. Hallelujah. We give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated here tonight for just a few moments. Friendly reminders. As we look through this chapter, uh, there are a lot more verses than than we really have time to go into here today, or even time to read, but uh, there's a verse that kind of stuck out to me, one of many of the verses that stuck out to me, and that's verse number seven, when the Bible says that he made his ways known unto Moses, and his acts to the children It's very interesting that God had chosen to give Moses seemingly a deeper revelation than he did to all of Israel. It's very intriguing to me, and I'm sure there's a lot more that we can unpack there. But ultimately, the way that that would translate out is that Israel saw what God did, but Moses got to see why God was doing it. God told Moses that he was to teach the children of Israel the why behind the ax that they would see. And over and over again, this phrase will continue to pop up in one form or another. That they might know. God would show his mighty ax, and it didn't matter if Israel was hearing it. It didn't matter if, if, if Egypt was seeing it. Anybody was welcome to see the mighty acts of God, but it was to Moses that there was a divine revelation that was given that he would know why God was going to do this, that, or the other. And it was Moses' job, much like a preacher and a pastor's job, to often come up, amen, after the fact and to tell people the why behind the what. And, and to begin to develop and to explain and to expound on why God was doing what he was doing. And over and over again, he was to teach Israel that they might know. One of the things that he wanted Israel to know is that I am God and there is none like me. He performed many miracles, signs, and wonders as he delivered them out of Egypt. They all saw these And they marveled, but Moses later and after the fact had to teach them that this was God's way of showing his power and his might towards them. The Bible says that God delivered them out of Egypt with a mighty hand. God wanted Israel to know that I am mighty to save and I am mighty to deliver. I want to help somebody here tonight that maybe you're kind of questioning that, whether or not God can get you out. I want you to know unequivocally and without doubt that God can always get you out. Oh, Somebody praise him here tonight. Hallelujah. And God's not going to do it with weakness, and it's not going to be something that God struggles to do. But when God comes to deliver, He comes with all power and all might uh, that we might know that He is the Lord, and there's nobody like Him. Oh, somebody praise Him if you know that to be your God here tonight. He was trying to let israel know that i'm the only god there's none like me none beside me there is none else i want it to be shown he was showing amen and and showing to egypt and to pharaoh that there is no god as powerful as me amen god delivers them out with a mighty hand takes them through the red sea when they feel like there is no way they can get out and yet god comes through time And time and time again. I want you to know God didn't just get you out once. God will get you out twice. Three times. You can come up against struggle, struggle, struggle. And God will come through time and time again. You can come up against whatever you come up against over and over and over. But I want you to know God is faithful every single time. Hallelujah. God delivered them externally from Egypt. And now in the wilderness, he begins to deliver them internally. I want to help somebody here tonight and let you know that God is not just interested in delivering you on an external basis from, uh, from, from troubles, trials, sins, and problems. But God also wants to go down to the very root cause. God always takes it deeper. Amen. His word is like a seed, and it gets planted where? Right in the heart. Because God's not just interested in an external deliverance where you look better than you were a couple years ago. But God says, I want to get down to the root of why you were the way you were. Come on. I want to tell you, God says, I'm going to deliver you externally and get you out of that mess. But now I'm going to get the mess out of you. Somebody praise him. And give God a shout of victory. Hallelujah. Everything God is doing, God is trying to show Israel a little more about Himself. He gives them laws and commandments. And these laws and commandments, even to this day, if we were to go through it, there's some that even myself as a preacher and as a pastor, I look at and I scratch my head. And there's some verses I've been studying the entire time I've been saved and I still scratch my head at. Amen. That, that, that's me studying the Word of God. And I can imagine to myself what Israel must have thought about actually doing some of the things that are written in our Bible. And uh, it's there that God introduces a priesthood. He introduces a sacrificial system. There are ceremonial laws. There are, there are, different, uh, there are different customs and, and cultures that he is putting into the people. And, and what is ultimately happening in this moment, and the way that God is delivering Israel on an internal basis, is now he's giving them a new law. The Bible would say later in the New Testament that God will write in our hearts a new law. it have been on the fleshly tables of our heart. Amen. I want you to know that that in life we are always going to be dictated and we're going to be moved around by a lot of external laws and things that come against us. Sometimes it's the law of nature. Sometimes it's the law of the family you were born into, the heritage, the mindset, uh, the way you were taught. Somebody put it this way, that we are often the sum total of the things that we've been taught. That's why people will act certain way and do certain things and live certain lifestyles. It's not that they're inherently evil, but the fact is that they are, become, they are showing the sum total of everything that they've been taught. That's why I love coming to the house of God. That's why I love getting in the Word of God. That's why I love coming to pray, because God can come and start reworking those things and rewiring those things. He can bring a new law into your life that supersedes the laws that you were taught. He can bring a new word into your spirit that will supersede every other word. God will frame you. God will form you, and it's all by his word. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and magnify him if you're thankful for his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's there he is introducing them to new laws, new ways, new customs, uh, a new identity. Whenever you get saved, you get baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, which is the only way to be saved. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, which is to be fully submerged in water in the name of Jesus Christ, you are missing out. If you have a friend or a family member that's never been baptized in Jesus' name, you ought to let them know that they're missing out. And to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, which is the Spirit of God living on the inside of us with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. There's nothing like it. But what God does is God begins to rework and God begins to reframe and God begins to reform through those avenues. Amen, that is what what starts the cleansing process but now what really starts to work is he starts introducing laws he starts introducing his word amen and what god is doing is god is introducing them to the responsibility that comes with being a child of god everybody say responsibility oh man you know it's it's fun when when it's when it's just excitement but sometimes The greatest thing that could ever happen to us in life is when life brings us responsibilities. Those that don't have fulfillment in life are often those that don't have any responsibilities in life. And true fulfillment comes from fulfilling those responsibilities. And God understands this to keep his people out of Egypt and to get Egypt out of his people. He brings them spiritual responsibilities. And at first, they don't seem to have any problem with this. Because in their mind, they're going to be able to supplement the way they've always lived and always done things with these new laws and these new ways and these new rituals. But what they didn't realize is that God never cohabitates. He never never comes alongside our old ways of thinking. God is not one that will share space on the throne of your life. God's not one that's going to share space in your heart. It's going to be all God or no God. He's not one that's going to be second to anything or anybody. Amen. God is God all by himself and there is gonna be nobody else and God begins to work on them they start to realize that the way they thought the way they did things the way all these things work out that they can't keep doing that and serve God and as time and the, the process of time goes on they begin to get tired there's times where they get concerned there's times where they get worried There's times where they murmur. There's times where they complain. There's times where they make mistakes. There's times where they set up false gods. There's times where they get hungry. There's times where they get thirsty. There's times when, can I put it on this wise? They experience something called life. And it's in this that they make decisions based on where they're at in life, how they're feeling how their mindset is, their thinking, and isn't that just human for all of us? It Just give it enough time, and you could come in, shout on Sunday, but by Monday morning, some things just come along. They might come on your desk, and all of a sudden, you start thinking a little differently. And 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 it starts to change the way that we perceive life. It starts to cause us to get stressed out. It causes us to get worried. Can I help somebody here today? That even in spite of us going through life, and sometimes we make the right decision, and other times we make the wrong decision. Sometimes we got the right mindset and the right perspective, and other times we don't have the right mindset and we don't have the right perspective. In spite of all of that, I want to tell you that God is merciful to them time and time and time again, and God will be merciful to you and I over and over and over again. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. God does not cease to provide them manna when they're hungry. Quail when they complain that they're tired of manna. Water that comes from a rock, it even comes from a hard place. Amen. He gives them words. He gives them direction. He withholds judgment when they deserve it. He does provide judgment when they need it. And he shows up in the midst of their tabernacle time and time again, whether they deserve it or not. God is giving them friendly reminders through their journey through the wilderness and he's trying to show them, amen, through his mighty acts and his mighty deeds and and, and and Moses has got to come by later and explain all of these things that God was feeding you in the wilderness with manna even though you didn't know it because God is good because God is merciful because God is loving, amen in other words, God's just bringing by little reminders of his good and his greatness and his providing ability. Oh, somebody give him some praise here tonight. Hallelujah. I came to preach to somebody that as you go on your journey through life, you're going to go through some good times. You're going to go through some bad times. You're going to have good days and bad days. But God's going to bring by little reminders to let you know, I'm still a good God. I'm still faithful. I'm still just. I'm still righteous. I still got favor on your life. Oh, somebody praise him. Come on, somebody magnify him all across this building. Hallelujah. And sometimes Israel will see those acts and they will not understand those acts. And David is now relating to us some of those very things that Israel didn't realize and that often we ourselves find, our, we, we, we find out that we miss them too. We don't always see those little reminders that God is bringing to us. David says, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. And the reason that David feels to bless the Lord and tell the people of God to bless the Lord. And he begins to tell them to bless the Lord. And it's a commandment given from David. Oh, your soul and all that is within you. Amen. he begins to tell them, and forget not all of God's benefits. David is bringing by as Moses did to Israel. David's coming by generations later and he is bringing by and reminding them of the goodness of God and trying to show Israel that God has been good to us, that God is good to us, and that God will be good to us in the future. Can I help somebody here today David in Psalms 103 verse 3 is letting us know of some not all of God's benefits that God gives us forgiveness and healing verse number 4 he gives us redemption from death into life and exchanges us love and mercy though we don't deserve it verse number 5 he blesses us and he renews us like the young eagle in verse number 6 he defends us with when we cannot defend ourselves. 7 through 9, he's merciful, gracious, slow to anger. He's patient. He doesn't rebuke us at all times, even if we deserve it. And he will not stay angry at us. Verse number 10, he does not deal with us based on our failures. And his blessings are not dependent on our goodness. But rather, God deals with us based on his mercy uh, his goodness uh, and his righteousness Verse 11, his mercy is bigger than all of our mistakes. Verse number 12, his forgiveness is more vast than all of our failures combined. And finally, he understands who we are. He understands what we are. He understands why we are. And he is not afraid of all that because he knows our frame, that we are but dust. We are... I came to help somebody and remind you of God's benefits and be a nice, friendly reminder that God's been good to you, that God is good to you, and that God will always, always be good. Oh, somebody magnify him here tonight. I came to help somebody that's concerned. I came to help somebody that's stressed out and worried. I want you to know that God will continue to bless you. There are benefits when you live for God. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and magnify him. Come on, there's benefits for living for God. They come and you don't always see them. But every so often God will bring by a little reminder. I've been good to you. I will be good to you. And I am good to you. you got to take those reminders and hold on to them. David would say in Psalms 68 and 19 that he loadeth us daily with benefits. We don't always see it, but manna showed up every single day outside of their tent, and they didn't always recognize that it was a miracle, that it was a blessing from God, but that was just God's way of saying, here's a little reminder. I've been good, and i provided. I know it's not always easy to get up and go to work. I know what it is to do six days a week, 70, 80 hours a week. Amen. Get up and go to church and be worn out and torn down. But I also know that God gave me strength to get up every morning. He put a song in my heart. He put breath in my body. And I'm going to bless him with everything I have. Oh, somebody magnify him. Come on, let's praise him. If you feel like that, God's been good. God's been good. God's been good, and God is good. I remember when working for the bank... Jason Johnson probably got one of these too. One of the benefits of working for the bank is they gave you, they may not do that anymore, but they used to give you benefits, full package. And uh, every year, I would, get, I would get 10 tablets of stone. They are about that big and just chock full if you want to know anything about your benefits. You can go to the table of contents It's about forty pages long, and you can find just about anything you have insurance, you probably get the same thing. Uh, you have annuities, you have any kind of bonds they 're going to send stuff to you all the time with this kind of information. But I remember every year i 'd get this, and I think, man, this is coming probably out of California where everybody complains about killing trees and Here is one right in front of me I got an entire, <laughs> I got an entire redwood forest sitting in my living room, and uh, they they took those and and, and every so often I would just, I would think, what a waste. What a waste of paper. What a waste of time. What a waste of shipping. And, 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 and I probably killed the UPS guy just to get it to my front door. But, but I, I thought about it, and it's their way of saying, in case you get tired of working here, we got to remind you that you have benefits. <laughs> I came to help somebody. If it ever seems like life gets difficult living for God, Sometimes you just got to open up the book, Brother Johnson, and see that he loadeth me, not just once in a while, not just every year. Come on, I've come to help you. He loads you daily with benefits. They're too innumerable. You can't number them. You can't count them, but you can count on them. Oh, somebody praise him. Somebody stand across the building. Lift up your hands. Let's love them all across the building here today. I didn't come to preach for a long time, but I came to encourage somebody and give you a friendly reminder that God is being good and He's always going to be good and He loads you daily with benefits. You got to hold on to them. You got to thank Him. You got to let that praise rise up out of your soul. Oh, somebody love them all across this building. Come on, let that sound. Hallelujah. Why don't we take a moment and bless the one that has blessed us? Why don't we take a moment and bless the one that has been a blessing to us? He loads me daily with benefits. Thank you, Jesus. He loads me daily with benefits. I bless you. He loads me daily with benefits. I lift your name up. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody love him all across this building. Come on, can anybody remember times where God has come through? Hallelujah. Does anybody have a testimony in their heart? God has been faithful. Does anybody have a testimony? God's been merciful. God's been good. God's been long suffering. God, God, I should have been, I should have been rebuked, but God, you had mercy on me. I should have been cast down and destroyed, but you had mercy on me. You are God. There are benefits to live for God. When you're weak, He's your strength. He's your healing when you're sick. Forgiveness when you fail. He's the one that blesses you when you're broke and you don't know how to pay your bills. He's Jehovah Jireh. The Lord is your provider. He's an ever-present help in time of need. He's hope when you don't know what's going on. He's assurance when you're afraid. He's everything you need and more. There are benefits that we don't have time to even talk about here tonight. I can think back on my life, and I know without a shadow of a doubt, there are at least six car accidents that I should have died in. Six. I can think of a few of them in the most recent years. Trailer wrecking on the freeway and plowing right into my truck. I think about the time where we were there parked. Amen. Amen. And a co- my parents' car started on fire and the fumes started filling the car. We had to jump up out of the car before it ignited completely. That's just to name what God has done. But when I think about every single day, and His mercies are new every morning, it encourages me that when I wake up tomorrow, that God's still going to be good. That His benefits con- continue. That His benefits endure. Would you lift up your hands and let's pray. In fact, I want to open up this altar here today. That's why David was commanding them, Bless the Lord, O your soul. And everything, not just some, not just a little, everything that's within us, let it flow out of our hearts. I'm going to bless the one that has blessed me. He's benefited my life. He's benefited your life. He's been merciful. He spared us time and time again. He's been good when we didn't deserve it. He's been giving when we didn't earn it. But, God, we came to bless you here tonight. Come on, on this Wednesday night, was there anybody in this house that came to bless God? Is there anybody that can look back and say, God, you bless me, you are blessing me, and I know you will bless me. But, God, tonight, tonight, I want to bless you with all of my heart, with all of my mind, with all of my soul. Come on, would you step out of your seat, make your way to the front, and make a declaration of worship. A declaration of praise. A declaration, God, you've been so good. Come on, with a thankful heart, with a good heart. I bless you today, Jesus. I bless you today, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You are
1: good. you so good. been better than good, I can't praise you enough, I owe you my life, can't praise you enough, even if
0: atmosphere why don't you lift up your hands come on only you know how good God has been to you you probably can think back on just this week all those little reminders God's been sending you I've been good to you I've been faithful to you and I will always be good and I will always be faithful in this atmosphere why don't we just take a moment and with our mouths Let's bless the God that has blessed us with benefits. Let's bless the God that loads us daily with his benefits. We lift you up. We magnify you. We praise you. Come on, that's it. Let it flow out of your heart. Let it flow out of your spirit. Let it flow out of your mouth. Thank you, Jesus. You've been good. I bless you, Lord. I magnify you for all that you've done and all that you're doing and all that you will do. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise. Somebody magnify him here tonight. Hallelujah. We serve a good God. We serve a good God. Can anybody testify with a dance or a clap? We serve a good God. those little reminders from God, they don't always come the way that we expect them. Recently, my transmission went bad. That was a nice pretty penny just right before Thanksgiving. But you know, it's crazy because I looked at my wife, I said, man, God's good. And I thought about the fact that we traveled the country for about four years, put over 100,000 miles on that vehicle, and never one time had it break down on us. You know, there's a lot of people who can spend their time complaining about certain things, or we can shift our perspective and say, you know what, man? God, thank you, Jesus. You're a good God. You are faithful. Come on. Didn't break down in the middle of nowhere, right in Carson City. Thank God. God, you're good. God, you're faithful come on I want somebody to think back over your week over your month over your life and say thank you Jesus thank you Jesus I see it correctly I got the right perspective that was a blessing it was a reminder you're good hallelujah somebody clap your hands and give God a shout of praise one final time hallelujah hallelujah Father, we thank you for another opportunity to come into this house, God. I thank you that every single one of us got here safely, and we are trusting and believing everyone will get home safely, God. We give you glory and honor and praise, God. We bless you because you have always been a blessing to us. Help us, God, to to have the right perspective as we go through this life. Amen. To look for all the times you're being good to us as a nice reminder of all of your benefits. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Somebody said amen. Shake your neighbor's hand or give him a fist bump. Amen. We'll see you back here on Sunday in Jesus' name. God bless you.